this place was a difference maker for my life at this point. And no matter how far I go through life, I'll always remember this place. It gave me a place to... I didn't feel like I have to be fixed when I left here. I, I realized this is something I got to work on one day at a time the rest of my life. I don't know how my perspective changed or how anything changed, but I know this was a healthy environment for me to do that. Again, welcome to another episode of Casting Light, a podcast series from Guiding Light, bringing you stories of recovery and hope from right here in Grand Rapids, Michigan. We record every one of these episodes inside the halls of Guiding Light, and we are proud to acknowledge that today's episode is made possible through the generous support of Treadstone Funding. So thank you, Treadstone Funding for making this podcast series, Casting Light, possible. Guiding Light is free to all who enter, all the clients who are accepted into the recovery program. They don't pay a penny. That's because of your generous support. You can learn more about this amazing and powerful story of Guiding Light at guidinglightworks.org, guidinglightworks.org. And why not hear another one of those stories of recovery and hope and a guy who's gotten it together uh, I am so honored and pleased to welcome to our Casting Light microphone, Brandon, who three-plus years ago walked out as a graduate of the recovery program here at Guiding Light and uh, walked in as a confident man full of hope for the future. How you doing, Brandon? Pretty good. It's great to have you yeah, here. Thank you for having and me. And you are full-time employed living in the West Michigan area? Yes. I am uh, still living at Iron House, so okay. I will be getting my own apartment here in a couple of months. Great. And, uh, looking forward to that. So. When, when people hear you say Iron House, mm-hmm. uh, I know enough that it's a transitional living place. It's mm-hmm. men living with other men, kind of keeping an eye on them, making sure everybody's accountable, staying sober, yep. which is important. What's mm-hmm. Help me understand, and our listeners, what's it like to live in Iron House, you've been there for a while. It's been a blessing to me. Um, everything that I learned in my in the program here, I was here for eight months about. I was allowed to practice with less restrictions in the real world out at Iron House around a group of people that held me accountable, a group of people that supported me. I continued to work on things that I've been taught in AA and uh, Guiding Light while I was out there, and it was a great place for me to go through trials and tribulations and come back and have people to talk to about it so I could um, learn different coping mechanisms in life for stuff I was going through. As a result of it, I'm a lot more confident today moving forward that um, I can get back out into a world outside of uh, Iron House and uh, continue mm. to succeed. So, You have a dream place you'd love to live someday? Is it an island somewhere in the South Pacific? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would, no. I just, uh, I don't know. I don't have too many dreams today besides uh, to stay sober. Good. Good so, for you. And to be a good person to other people yeah. and continue to work on my sobriety. So, you know, dreams you said, will come maybe, but. You, not, you not said yet. something about confidence. So, you look mm-hmm. confident. Mm-hmm. You can tell that on, on a person's face. And I, I, I just want to recognize that in you. You look confident. You carry yourself with confidence. You probably didn't look like that when you walked through the doors of this place no. three-plus years ago. No. 
where was Brandon's life then? Where was Make, my life then? Yeah, uh, help, help me understand what that was like then and what led you Well, here. you know, from 20 straight years of using drugs and alcohol. 20 years. 20 years and uh, using pills to help me with anxiety and depression and, and stuff uh, and getting off all that at once when I came into Guiding Light. I mean, I was all over the place, mostly depressed, but uh, um, lots of different emotions and... Uh, uh, no confidence, no hope for my future. But I knew finally I was in, I don't know, it took me maybe a few weeks to understand it, but I, I was in a healthy environment to continue doing what I was doing at that point, which was staying sober. And uh, it was just cool being around a bunch of guys. I felt safer once. I felt like yeah. it. no one was judging me, that I could, and then this was a place that I could grow, and I'm grateful for it today. Who or what led you here? How did that happen? People ask me this question. I like to think my higher power did. Good. Um, I don't really know how I got here. I was in the hospital a lot before I came here, uh, overdose and then stuff like that. I don't know. It's just uh, I had support from some family members, a few, support from a few friends, the, mm-hmm. the few family members or friends that I had in my life at that point that was still believed in me and wanted me to get better. I think like to think that them and my higher power is what got me here. Yeah. I would still say that I came in here, I lost everything basically, um, really didn't have anywhere to live, no one wanted to take me in, so they brought me in here, and uh, I would still say at the beginning that I was doing it to appease people. You're like, hey, look at me. I didn't yeah. believe in myself. I didn't yeah. believe I could be sober. I thought I, you know, I only knew one way to live. Uh, right. It's but, like, yeah, whatever, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. But eventually it, it started, I felt like, to my drive to be sober started more and more to, to come from me and not doing it for other people. And I learned to care about myself more in this program and to stand up for myself and uh, to just gain more confidence Slowly, as time has went on, to uh, be a different person there. So, and I think Brandon, I heard you say it was it was fairly fast. Within a couple of weeks, like you were waking up, going something's clicking here, mm-hmm. something's different. Is that mm-hmm. right? It was that soon? Yeah, I, I don't know. I would say two to four weeks or something into the program, yeah. a few things kind of happened around here, and I was going through the steps in the twelve step program and. Uh, there wasn't an aha moment, but I don't know what to say about it. I mean, I've been sober for over three years now. It's been a slow learning process, but there was a point towards the beginning where I knew this is what I wanted. And maybe it was that first time that I laughed a lot, and I'm like, wow, I can laugh when I'm mm-hmm. sober. <laughs> or, you know, have a good time when I'm sober and play some games with some guys. Yeah. Or just maybe it was uh, that moment – when I realized that my parents were still here supporting me through all the trouble that I put in through my whole life, um, uh, maybe it was that moment that uh, some of the people here gave me a pretty strong wake-up call uh, to, you know, wake up. Are you going to take this program seriously or are you not? Because if not, we don't want you to be here. Yeah. And uh, I got some tough love here, like I got, like, in my real life, too, and... Uh, I was desperate enough and uh, to continue to try to trust the process, stay sober, stay here. And I was lucky enough that they let me be here this whole time. And eventually it just 
like I said, just led to more and more confidence that this can be a life I live. And uh, I know if I go back out today that it won't be good because yeah. I know a better way to live today. And if I don't adhere to what people have taught me up to this point, then it's no one's fault but myself. And that accountability you have, Brandon, at Iron House is huge, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those other men who've got your back. Yeah. And you've got their back. I thought, I think that's one of the coolest parts of the whole program, to be honest yeah. with you. Guys that you kind of grew up with, getting sober with, uh, you can continue to, those relationships out there out of, at a pretty easy level and uh, continue to make some relationships grow. So, You know, there's something, and you have talked about the recovery program here in the first couple of minutes we've been talking, but... There's something really cool that happens when men admit they're weak and then become <laughs> strong because of that. Isn't that yeah, the it's, weirdest it's paradox a, in life? Paradox, you know? yeah. That's yeah. the word, isn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just like step one in the 12-step program, you admit you're powerless and you feel like, yeah, honestly, if you self-reflect, you gain more power because of it. I mean, yeah. it's just... Uh, it's kind of weird how it works like that. But. Well, give yourself credit because there are some of the richest, supposedly smartest men in the world who don't have that ability to admit they're weak and need <laughs> yeah. that, you know. They wouldn't right. because it wouldn't fit their persona. But right. wise men uh, admit that they they have some kind of a... And, and that's what I love about Guiding Light. It's spirituality and faith is an important part of it, but it's not... You know, it's not beating you over the head with a Bible or anything like that. It's helping you understand that as a part of this whole recovery program. And when you walked out of here, Brandon, you're a different man. You're a changed man, mm -hmm. and you're a confident man, and that shaped you. As you look back on that recovery time here inside Guiding Light, was there a favorite moment or just one moment that really stuck out for you? A favorite moment at Guiding Light while I was here? Or yeah, just Iron something that really just like, um, wow, this really stuck in my mind. Was probably working out, to be honest with you. Mm. It was a good way for, I don't know, I liked working out. I liked going to the Y. Specific moments, though, that stuck out to me. There was probably there was probably a lot, but more than any, I guess. One of my biggest character defects was uh, letting myself get walked on in life. So, mm -hmm. if if I felt someone mistreated me around here, I uh, stood up for myself. I learned to stand up for myself here, and stand up for what I believe in with no fear of repercussions or you know. I, I don't know. That's I had moments like that here where I kind of just let people walk on me a lot of my life, and uh, I'd had enough of it by the time I got here. I had nothing left to lose. <laughs> mm. So what, what are they going to do, kick me out, you know? Yeah. Like, whatever. It, it didn't bother me, so. But it's transformational. I mean, it changed you, yeah. Which, yeah. Is, which is so cool. Yeah, they let me believe in myself here, so. We're speaking with Brandon, Guiding Light Recovery graduate. He's living at Iron House here in West Michigan and working a job that uh, I can tell you love, job you probably are great at, and um, we don't need to identify your employer, but um, hats off to any 
anybody. It's not just any employer who will take a chance on a person who comes out of Guiding Light. And it's a special employer. So we yeah. want to give them mm-hmm. uh, just uh, a lot of encouragement and and uh, just acknowledge them for being important and being impactful in the lives of men who come out of this program here at Guiding Light. Brandon, as you look back on this, mm. I mean, that guy who walked through the door mm-hmm. in October of 2018, which with COVID and everything, we're coming into 2022. That seems like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. As you look back on the door, uh, look back at that time as you came in the door in October of 2018, and you kind of look back on that, what goes through to your mind? Like, that's who I was. This is who I am today. You ever kind of have that look back at who you were and where where you are now? Yeah, I would say depression ran my life. Um, and it doesn't today. I feel like I'm here for a purpose. Um, although it's hard for me to understand what that purpose is at times. Um, I know that God wants me to be alive today. Um, and, and he wants me to give to the community what I can give. And that all starts with taking care of myself today and staying free from drugs and alcohol is among other things is, is that's the foundation though. That's the base. And that has led to other, um, healthier choices in my life too. So, but looking back, I don't, it's been easier for friends and family to notice changes in me than I, than it is to notice changes in myself. That's normal. So because they don't see me that much, you know, then I go see them and they're like, wow, you wouldn't have handled this situation before uh, this way. Or you seem a lot more stable or a lot more calm or a lot more peaceful. Um, we can trust that you're going to be the same person with the same morals, values, and principles that you were last time we saw you. You know, we can trust that you're going to show up when you say you're going to show up. Yeah. We can trust that, you know, you're not, I don't know, you're not going to make us worry. You're not going to do things to hurt us today or say things that you regret and it's not that I'm perfect but I mean I did a lot of uh, not so nice things in my addiction so um but I try not to live in the past today and yeah learn from the past but you can't sit there and get all depressed about it at the same time so well it's, it's a just, part of what you were but in no way shape or form defines who you are now no and you know no. that and that's mm-hmm. very clear mm-hmm. and I guess I, I just want to answer your question. Your purpose, you're already fulfilling it right now, and you're sharing a powerful story, which is pretty cool. Thank you. You and I have no idea who's listening to this story is going to be impacted mm-hmm. by it, who might end up here yeah. at Guiding Light, who may mm-hmm. push somebody, give them that push they need, that little <laughs> either gentle push or shove, wherever that might end up being. But... I just would like you in your own words, if there's somebody listening, a parent who feels like they've got a child who's out of control, a young man who was like you just before you came through the doors here, Mm. what would you say to that parent or that person listening whose life is pretty much spiraled out of control? What kind of words of wisdom? parent to a child who is is suffering What would you tell that parent? Hmm. I don't know if this is the right thing to say, but it doesn't matter if it's the right or the wrong thing to say. So my story was when my parents finally let go of me uh, and just trusted that whatever happened to me, whether I die or I live, is when things started to change. So I would say to have hope. This this place was a difference maker for my life at this point. 
no matter how far I go through life, I'll always remember this place. It gave me a place to, I didn't feel like I have to be fixed when I left here. I, I realized this is something I got to work on one day at a time the rest of my life. I don't know how my perspective changed or how blo anything changed, but I know this was uh, a healthy envir environment for me to do that. I would recommend a lot of people to go here. I just would. If we really want to talk, like this was my second rehab that I went to. In my first rehab, um, I paid a lot of money out of pocket to go to, and it was 30 days. And I felt like I had to be fixed when I came out of there because I paid so much money and I was already in a bad life situation. And I came here and they offered me a longer place to stay with more and better help, with more people who were serious about sobriety, who were at the rock bottom and desperate somewhat in life like me, didn't have too many other options or places to go. And luckily, I was still alive and uh, this was just the perfect uh, fit for me yeah. up to this point. And I just, I don't know, just... When my parents uh, let go of me. There's a lot of wisdom in is that. Is when I realized that they they weren't going to do anything for me anymore, and they were two of my last people that were still there for me. And when they let go, I mean, that was... Uh, mm -hmm. I, it's really hard for me to understand how I got here. And I don't like to say God because, like, God lets some people go, and he lets some people live. Yeah. And uh, why... He let me live and others not. Um, I don't understand that today, but it's not for me to understand. So, Well, the beautiful thing is we have no idea how many people this conversation will reach and touch, <laughs> and it may blow our minds some days. You and I run into some of those people. I cannot thank you enough for sharing your story, Brandon. Thank you, Phil. Uh, as I said, I just I see a confident man. I, I can't imagine... I have no idea what that Brandon who walked through the doors here three-plus years ago looked like. They uh, called me Eeyore. Okay. Well, I'm glad I know. <laughs> I'm glad I know the, the rebirth of Eeyore <laughs> in a completely different skin because you're looking good. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. And as yeah. you heard Brandon say, this is just kind of mind-blowing. You know, it, it was almost like it, you go into some places, you pay a large sum of money, and okay, you're fixed. I should be good. I walk out the door. I, it's almost like I should have a new car warranty, but you don't. Mm -hmm. Here at Guiding Light, the recovery program is different. It's absolutely free to all clients who are willing to accept the program to take action and learn life in a new way. Literally turn their life over and change it completely up. With the support of our donors, Guiding Light is able to provide a safe and nurturing environment. You heard Brandon talk about that in detail that is created to meet the needs of every different man who comes through this program. The physical needs, the emotional needs, the mental and spiritual needs. It is impactful. It's powerful. It works. Brandon is living, breathing proof of that. You can support that by making a secure donation today. If you would, do it right now. GuidingLightWorks.org, GuidingLightWorks.org. And we hope you've been touched by this conversation, Brandon's powerful story. If you would do us a favor, subscribe to the podcast, share or review this podcast, send it to a friend. We would so appreciate that. It's called Casting Light. And we've done several episodes. We'd love you to check out the other ones. With your help, we will bring more listeners into the fold. We'd love to have more and more recoveries of hope down 
stories of recovery and hope down the road. Until then, I'm Phil Tower, and you've been listening to Casting Light, stories of recovery and hope. Go ahead, Brandon. I would like to say one more thing. Um, yeah. After what you just said, Phil, uh, to all the donors out there, which I will never know, I'll never meet face-to-face, um, I don't know who donates. Uh, I appreciate everything you do to make this program go around. Uh, and I don't know who you are or where you come from but uh, or, or why you do it, but I appreciate the opportunity that this program has given me today. And all I know to do is just to pay it forward in society. So that's what I'm trying to do my best today to do. That's all I got. That is the best hijacking of the close of this podcast <laughs> that's ever happened. Normally, I would say you've been listening to stories of recovery and hope, and Brandon just hijacked it and did it a thousand times better than I could have. And for you, the donors listening, I don't need to say anything else. This has been Casting Light. Thank you for listening.